It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. seems to get involved, doesn't he? I'm telling you, too many coconuts have hit him right on top of the skull. Well, I think uh, Anthony will be a great acquisition. He can do it all. Avery, whose show is this? And we're live. Welcome, everybody, here to the Lakers Lounge. I'm Anthony Irwin, joined on this fine, incredible, lovely, beautiful, whatever positive adjective you want to use, Thursday night by Raj Chapalu. The Lakers just got that Celtics ass. They beat them at the final score of 114 to 105. That is the Celtics' only second loss at home this season. In Boston, uh, and the Lakers did not have Anthony Davis. They did not have LeBron James. They didn't have Jared Vanderbilt for the second half of that one. Darvin Ham started a, a, a lineup that hadn't played a minute together going into this game. Didn't matter. None of those things matter. They freaking get an incredible win. We keep on saying best win of the season. This yes. is this has to be up there, right? Like you keep on, you keep getting, you know, whether it's this one or the Golden State one, whatever. This was incredible. Raj, are you touching the ground currently? No, I'm floating. Definitely floating. Definitely <laughs> floating in the air. We get like best win of the season, Anthony. This is so this is what LeBron and AD's fifth year together. There's been a few games in the you know past few seasons where both of them sat. I would say this is the like one of the best wins where both of them have sat that I've seen. Like this was the, maybe the most impressive for sure. Beating a team like Boston, who you just said had their second home loss of the year. The only other one that I compare it to is when we beat OKC on the road in that 1920 season where like Kuzma and I think Rondo and Zoo had a great game. But no, this was super impressive, something that was unexpected for me. 
you know, our star, you know, upcoming star guard played really well. Austin going off in the in the Boston Garden, dropping 30 on those guys. Um, this is one of the most more fun games of the season after just two horrific, terrible vibes killer losses. I was in, you know, Vegas for this yeah. week and you know, adding those losses to what Vegas does to you wasn't great. So it was nice to get 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 this get this win, get this win in the books. I uh, got to get to a couple super comments here. Jason Kelly writing should have a reporter inform Darvin he's being fired post game. That's the kind of classless thing Rob and Jeannie do after wins like this, right? Uh, remember the Lakers beat the Utah Jazz uh, was it a couple seasons ago? And afterward, you got reports that had he lost that game, Frank Vogel would have been fired. Um, that would be the kind of thing that would like leak out tonight, right? That like actually. Mm -hmm. like, <laughs> Um, Austin and Dila were playing for their Lakers lives. Um, <laughs> the other one, Justin, uh, writing in here with a $20, uh, super comment shouts to Justin, uh, does ham watch practice Rui more than held his own on the perimeter defensively huge shutdown, uh, to J H who's J H drew holiday. Maybe, um, he had, yeah. you know, 16 and 10 while Porzingis had 17 and seven should have been a blowout. Dila was one of 12 from two. Uh, absolutely a lot of things going against the Lakers favor in this one and the Lakers find a way to, to pull it out. We could talk macro. We could talk, we could talk all these things that might bring the mood down, but I don't want to, this season has been such a freaking grind that I just want to enjoy tonight. And yeah. um, I'm going to start by, you know, I, I will start semi macro though, in that I think these role players desperately needed this one like desperately needed this. They've been hearing all year about who's going to be traded, who, uh, you know, who, who is letting down LeBron more, um, you know, like, you know, their roles have been jumbled all season. Um, and for some reason they come together here on this, on this random Thursday night in Boston and, and collectively, you know, they pick each other up like, uh, like, uh, Justin mentioned D'Angelo Russell didn't shoot great, right? Five of 20 from the field, four of eight from three-point range, which was great. He hit some huge ones, especially down the stretch. Um, 16 points to go with 14 assists, though, to make up for that poor shooting. Eight boards as well. Austin Reeves is the story in this one. 35 minutes, uh, 10 of 18 from the field, 7 of 10 from three-point range, uh, 5 of 7 from the free-throw line. He scored 32 points with three assists and a couple of boards. Um, you had, uh, you know, you just go down the line. You had, like I was mentioned earlier, Rui Hachimura, 33 minutes. I feel like that's got to be pretty high for him yeah. this year. That's got to be one of his higher totals on the season. Part of it had to do with Jared Vanderbilt being out, obviously, with uh, Cam and LeBron also missing time. 15 points, eight boards, four assists, a block in there as well. Um, hit a huge three that I thought yeah. was really big with like three-ish minutes to go in this game, and was just like it's kind of all right. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna um, I'm gonna out him on this. Mark Stein texted me after the game and was like, I don't think a team that's quitting on their coach would beat the Celtics in that spot. And right. and this is this is what I would say. They have been looking for opportunities. They have been looking for, for, for chances from the coach. They have been looking for these kinds of nights to prove to them, just believe in us, please just believe in us, you know, meet us this halfway. And yeah, Torian Prince figured into this one. 
Um, he played 38 minutes, was 5 of 10 from the field. I thought it was a mostly whatever game from Torian Prince. But those core guys, though, right? Those, those. Mm-hmm. I thought Max played really well in this one. Rui, like we mentioned, like those core guys went out and showed out. Uh, the only the only non-core guy who played his ass off tonight, I would say, was Jackson Hayes. It was just, it was an incredible game, man. And 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 I think um, it's a big step, I think, in continuing to show this head coach, look, just believe in us, please, yeah. just believe in us. I love how the day started, Anthony, with. Well, I don't know if it started because I wasn't online fully, but it started with LeBron uh, having the rumors of the Lakers might trade LeBron, right? And and then LeBron goes on to sit out this game and the Lakers have maybe their best win of the season. I, I love how the universe works in that way. But I thought, you know, I, I was, I think we, I went on this podcast of like maybe last week and I said, it was super impressive to me. D'Lo admits all the trade rumors, amidst all the speculation goes out and just kicks ass, right? He's just like, you want to trade me? Watch this. And with LeBron mm-hmm. and AD sitting, I texted you today, and I thought we'd get destroyed. I, I really did. I thought I thought that's the route this team was going to take, the way Boston was playing. And they went the opposite route. They galvanized around LeBron and AD being, sitting out. They played hard. They played. T- this team looked together. Like that's what was so stark about the Houston and uh, Atlanta loss was it looked like a team that was so disconnected tonight everything looked in the flow their defensive rotations were on point boston shot 33 percent from three and some of that is them missing good looks some of that also is anthony us closing out hard and all having controlled closeout physical like this was a this was a rock fight man final of 114 to 105 the over under in this one going into it was two almost 250 points they came right well below that you know and and i think like this is something that um Jason Timp and I, I think, really agree on is the impact that physicality has on shooters. And this is why teams that rely so heavily on jump shooting tend to lose and kind of burn out in, in the postseason if they aren't if they don't have a secondary option but to right. rely on jump shooting. Is that in the postseason, that physicality, uh, physicality really upticks and you have these guys just like every inch on a basketball court is fought for. And eventually that gets to your legs. And eventually that really bothers a shooter. Uh, also like rhythm is such an important part of basketball as well. Right. And I think tonight we saw it was a lot of controlled offense. LeBron and AD were out and I'm not blaming this for them on this, but it was a lot of D'Lo and D'Lo and Jackson Hayes pick and roll. It was a lot of Austin and Jackson Hayes pick mm-hmm. and roll. Right. And they were able to come at Boston and, you know, this isn't a Celtics pod, but I, they showed some of my, concerns with them in terms of that physicality in terms of they rely heavily on jump shooting you saw even down the stretch when they needed baskets they were very you know comfortable with just driving and kicking the shooters and our you know our defenders were there um and I thought with the physicality point though and you know you brought this up with Rui's 33 minutes my thing on Rui that I've been all year Anthony he had an awesome game tonight is that to get that physicality for him to get that like defensive force to get him boxing out how many rebounds did he tap tonight how many like times did he yeah. just shove? You were pointing this out on playback. He just shoved Drew Holiday out the way. I don't think you get that without him getting the minutes, without him getting the touches, without him being able to feel the basketball, without him to just be in rhythm in the game. I think if he's, I call it corner to corner. If Rui's just going corner to corner, I don't think you're getting the, he's in a defensive stance on Jalen Brown. He's in a defensive stance on Jason Tatum. And I think the whole team kind of, as a collective, we're like, I'm going to get my minutes tonight, right? The two stars are out. 
that's like 80 minutes or, you know, if they play 35, 35, 70 minutes total, that that's out of the game. I'm going to be able to play. I'm going to get my minutes. I can't be pulled for a mistake here and there. And I think that was part of it too. And I just love the pace as well. We were in transition a ton. And this, I, I credit Dilo for this. All those hit-ahead passes to guys running the floor, all those, you know, backdoor passes where we were kind of in semi-transition as well. I thought that was huge. So huge, huge win, super impressive. And I think there is stuff from this game that you can take because the – Three-point shooting is going to, you know, be on the front page. The Lakers shot 53% from three, but they only hit four threes in the third quarter. Like, they were three yeah. for four from three. One of them was that Austin Reeves step back, pump, yeah, double like pump, the three. Shot clock, yeah. shot clock going down, and that was one of them. So it wasn't just threes that were, were killing Boston. It was We had some good process tonight as well. But overall, yeah, just, just an awesome, awesome win to get in Boston. Justin saying that uh, the, the, the genie is going to give him a three-year extension off of that game. And that earlier Sign JH it. was referring to uh, Jackson Hayes. Uh, I do not think that ham is getting an extension from that one, but you know, worth, worth, uh, worth tucking away in the back of the, in the back of the mind. He didn't but lose I, the extension tonight. He didn't lose the extension it, at least. It's true. That's for true. <laughs> um, I, I, what I would say also is, like Stu Lance, Stu Lance says it about uh, about like guys who are are in a bit of a rut. That sometimes he likes mm -hmm. to see them get shot attempts, mm -hmm. uh, you know, like late in the shot clock where they have no other choice but to fire it up, right? Right. And it's just like that fuck it three. And I don't know how many people who like again are like loosely connected to players who played well tonight is how I'll phrase that reached out to me and or, or I reached out to them. I was like, man, it's great to see so-and-so having a great fucking game, man. It's great to see, you know, Hayes playing out there, playing free, knowing that like they aren't going to bench me for this, you know? And, right. and, and, and like Vanderbilt fired up that three there in the corner um, in, in this one. Right. And that looked pure as hell. I think he had two. Did he make two? He, made he two. did two corner threes. Um, yeah. In a row. Uh, he was two of three. He shot three, three pointers in this one. And it was just like, <laughs> Um, and this is, this is where part of this is coaching. Part of this is culture, whatever part of, part of, all of this also, I think is playing on a LeBron team where mm. you don't want to mess up the few opportunities that you get. And there is like heightened pressure when the ball rotates over to you or whatever. And, um, and it was, I, you know, I really think that tonight, the, like the guys, especially the guys who play on the ball more had, you know, really enjoyed the fact that they, you know, had a few more possessions at their disposal, not saying trade LeBron, not saying anything like that. But <laughs> I do think that this kind of a game for both the guys on the interior and the exterior, you know, like just getting the opportunity, just go around, go out there and, and, and make a statement on your own was something that these guys I think have been looking for. And the fact that they took advantage of that opportunity in the way that they did kind of, you know, not just, are you, are you letting, your coaching staff know, hey, you can believe in us. Here's what we can do in these spots. But I also think, like, LeBron and AD were sitting. They had a front row seat there, too, you know. And and I would hope that they took some notes on the ways that the Lakers were successful in this one. Most notably, the pace. Like, the Lakers yeah. were flying up and down the court tonight, you know. And 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 for a team that has sucked offensively in the way that they have this year, I think a big part of it is that they just don't get any anything easy, you know. Gone are the days where AD would rim run and beat the other center down the court, and you would have that like uh, yeah. LeBron like full court pass that just was an easy couple points. You know those are gone. 
Um, LeBron getting out in transition only seems to happen if he gets like a long rebound or whatever, um, or if he gets a steal. But like the Lakers just running this year hasn't really happened. And I thought tonight, um, you know, if they're looking for things to take from this, one of the big ones, one of the main one has to be look at how often they just got some easy buckets by getting out in transition or even semi-transition. Yeah, and you, you can't get out in transition, right, without getting stops. And the starting lineup was just not getting stops. They would get stored, scored on consistently. That Austin, D'Lo, mm -hmm. Torian next to LeBron and AD lineup, it just wasn't getting enough defensive stops. And I, tonight, I thought Vando was just incredible, super active. His, you know, Hopefully, he's fine. Hopefully, he's healthy. Um, but he was super I'm, active I'm in that first. The x-rays are negative. I'm, I okay. apologize to everybody. Normally, I would have tweet deck up next to me, but it is down right now. So I'm kind of you know, scanning this as as you talk, Raj. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, if x-rays are negative, that that's great. And hopefully, you know, he'll be fine to play soon. But I thought his activity, Anthony, with those starters really kind of ignited us early on, uh, um, along with Austin, obviously shooting well and, and our threes going down. But I thought us being able to get in transition was huge. Um, D'Lo being able to get hit ahead, hit ahead passes. He had like 14 or 15 um, assists tonight. And a guy that, you know, you brought up earlier that played really well was Jackson Hayes. And really what Jackson Hayes does, and he does this anytime he plays, it just doesn't always look pretty. It's a lot of moving screens. But Jackson Hayes plays hard. Jackson Hayes runs yeah. the floor, right? And if yeah. you put him next to ball handlers that are going to find him, he's going he's gonna to have an impact. There was a funny play tonight I saw where I think like D'Lo was teaching Jackson how to screen. D'Lo does not set screens, obviously, ever. <laughs> but like D'Lo was telling Jackson, like, hey, you have to set it. You can't just move. Um, because that's what Jackson Hayes does, and he gets called for a lot of moving screens. But I thought his energy was infectious. I thought his offensive rebounding was dominant tonight. He gave Boston a ton of issues, and a lot of that is just playing super hard. And when he, you know, he got the minutes, it's tough for him to play when he's obviously backing up Anthony Davis and Christian Wood as the backup five. But I think just part of that, he's kind of involved in that pace um, increasing, and you have like a second unit that's able to run the floor next to a guard and D'Angelo Russell that can really pass, that can really, you know, share the basketball. And Jackson Hayes was able to, was able to roll. We, like, I, this is amazing to me. Uh, like, a D'Lo and Austin pick and roll with Jackson Hayes, Anthony, tore the Celtics defense apart. Like, they, they mm -hmm. had no answer for it, and not just from jump shooting, because I think that's the part that, that will stick with everybody. They just could not guard it to the point where they had to pull Porzingis out the game because he was just getting torched yeah. in pick and roll. Mm -hmm. They had to, you know, put Al Horford at the five and they still had a really tough time. D'Lo was getting around screens and drawing like those baiting fouls on Drew freaking holiday. Austin Reeves was putting Drew holiday on his back, getting to the rim. Austin had like a nasty crossover on Tatum too, right before the half. But um, those guys like that just showed to me, those guards have a certain level of skill that if you surround it with enough defense, enough rebounding, enough cutting, Vando's cutting was super impressive again tonight before he got hurt. Those guys can play together and can be impactful. Um, D'Lo, again, wasn't shooting well, and I thought Anthony had one of his better games of the just season in terms of impact. The playmaking was incredible, the passing. Um, and then Austin, obviously, with the jump shooting, having eight threes uh, is kind of the outlier there. But, um, yeah, you put a bunch of energy, rebounding big dudes around your guards, that those lineups are, are going to be successful and have been this season. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Got to show this one. Shabu again uh, says that they shot, the Lakers shot over 50% from three. Vanderbilt went two of three behind the arc. Good win, but let's be real about this. This feels extremely false. Donnie, here's what I'll say about that, because I know that we're going to get a lot of that. And I know that that's how you guys think I'm kind of like predisposed is to poke holes in a win like this. But no, you beat the Celtics, man. I am 37 years old. I was raised, you know, at the knee of my father who lived through those, those, you know, those, those shitty Celtics days where it just felt like you could not win in Boston. And the fact that the, the Celtics have been so good at home this year to get a win in Boston just means a lot. So, no, I am not here to poke holes in this. And instead, I am here to plug up those holes because, yes, the Lakers did shoot over 50% from three-point range. But, Raj, how often this year have we seen the Lakers give a an inferior team uh, just a little too much confidence and watch that yep. team do shit that they don't normally do? You know, and, right. you know, whether it's Dante, Dante Exum, I, I think he made another three on the Lakers tonight. Even though the Lakers were playing the Celtics, Dante Exum just hit another three against the Lakers, another wide-open three. Um, I, I really think though, this is a game where, um, the Lakers hung around a little bit, you know, they hung around early and then they got up to like a, you know, five, six point lead, you know, built that into a double digit lead. And then from there, yeah, you do start playing with a little bit more confidence. You see that look in, in Boston's eyes where, um, recently they've been kind of sliding, right? They lost to the Denver Nuggets, you know, um, in a close one got their asses kicked by the by the uh, Clippers the other night. And then in this one, I think recently you're kind of you I think you can kind of see it on the other team's face sometimes it's like, "Oh, they don't they don't have it tonight. We yeah. actually have an opportunity here." And Delo is very much a vibes guy. You know, Austin um is very much a big game guy, right? This is why you and I have believed in him in the way that we have and that is that like when the games get bigger, he seems to, 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 you know, really get going for them. Um, and then I think the Lakers just kind of, you know, just like, just like it normally happens with when LeBron's on the court, you know, LeBron's the leader, the Lakers are going to go the way that their leader feels about that game. And in this case, D'Lo and Austin are your leaders and, and D'Lo is very much a vibes guy. And Austin's going out there and fucking cooking everybody, making all kinds of Celtics fans feel all kinds of conflicted yeah. internally about like, well, we're losing to a Laker, but, 
you know, he's, he's not your normal Laker, you know, is how I think they would kind of say it. And, and, and like, I, 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 you know, I, I just think this was one of those games that, yeah, you get some outlier stuff, but when the Lakers compete and they show up and they believe in themselves the way that they did in this one, that's how you get that outlier stuff to happen more often. That's why the vibes around this team has led to them being 500 to this point is that it's a very, I think, talented team. The vibes are so shitty that they're like, well, we know what's coming right around the corner. You know, and, yeah. and I think this was one of those important games that lets everybody know, and especially those role players know, no, man, we're pretty damn good. We're pretty damn good when we get that opportunity. Yeah. So, you know, my closing thoughts from the last pod was for you to just think about the D'Angelo Russell trade, right? And not just you, Anthony, I'm not pointing you out, but like just anyone listening, just just think about it. And why I said that is because this team just and not to like go backwards or anything, but this team mainly mostly same roster just went through two playoff rounds and that can be laughed at as small sample, whatever the Kings just had their first playoff berth in like 20 years. And we went two rounds farther than they did. Like, I just, just, you know what I mean? Like I, this isn't to laugh at Sacramento. It's just to like show how tough it is to do that. These are, these are gamers, man. And like the most impressive thing tonight is teams like Boston, what they'll do against, you know, shorthanded teams like this, they'll eventually push the button. Right, like just the talent disparity usually will have them be able to turn it on at some point. Boston tried to turn it up. They tried to turn it on. Tatum had like three straight threes on the beginning of the second half. Beginning of the second half, they really turned the pressure on. Drew Holiday started picking up Austin Roofs full court, ninety four feet. Decided to just pick him up every single time. You are not dribbling around me. And Derek White as well, right? Started picking up DeAndre Russell, you know, full court. And I love the response. Again, why I say these are gamers, Rui Hachimura, clutch three-pointer in the corner that, you know, he got the, he got the ball um, in the paint and shoved Drew Holiday out the way to get free Rui, throws. Rui making that three, and then, like, is they, mm-hmm. all right, so there's a, the image right behind the three that he made, right? And then he turns to the camera, and he goes, he does a ah thing, yeah. you know, he sticks yeah. out his tongue. I'm like, oh, shit, it's that kind of Rui game. Let's go. And I think a few yeah. plays later was when he knocked over Rui before Drew Holiday. And Drew <laughs> yeah. Holiday, by the way, Built like a goddamn fire hydrant. Like that guy is really difficult to move. And Rui was just like, nah, you're going to move. And he just knocked him right over. It was great. (laughs) Yeah. Like, and again, this is, this is all with Boston turning up the pressure, right? Turning up the heat. And Boston has done this to many teams this season where they'll, you know, BS for a half and then turn it on uh, for the second half. Yeah. And the Lakers were like, no, you're going to have to win this game. D'Angelo Russell, more clutch. Almost lost to Detroit that way, right? They, they, they were losing. They were way down to Detroit. Yeah, that was the uh, Detroit during their run where <laughs> Detroit games were just absolute must watch. Everybody <laughs> in America was rooting for Detroit in that <laughs> was, one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was it was much must watch TV. But like the audacity, I remember Austin Reeves like late in the game, Derek White put, picks him up full court. And he goes behind his back, like one dribble left behind the back to the right. Like you cannot guard me type of stuff. And these all yeah. these guys, I think, you know, understand that they have confidence um, in themselves when they, you know, are put in the right positions or when they're playing well or that, you know, the team is connected. And like, it's just cool, Anthony, to see because this has been a lot of doom and gloom for the last few days in terms of the conversations around it. You're telling who's me. going out? Who's going out? Um, who's who's... the other night, Raj? <laughs> <laughs> The Joker to me is still a funny guy that tells jokes. So I, I have okay, not. Yeah. I, I have, doesn't I, blow I up. Doesn't blow up hospitals. No, yeah, that oh, doesn't happen. No, yeah, that's that's not in my Joker <laughs> vocabulary. Um, but yeah, it was it was cool to see like Austin and D'Lo, obviously who have their bromance, kind of you know, being up each other after after the game. D, uh, AD and LeBron, 
uh, just giving D'Lo all his props as he comes to the bench. Just like just to see a team that's starting to hopefully get more connected, hopefully you know stay healthy and are able to get some wins. But it's a lot of talent here, man. Vando getting healthy, Vando's cutting has like really uh, increased, and his offensive confidence has has gone gotten there. So I still think this is a confident team, Anthony. Where again, just just think about it before you before you uh, you break this tandem up in in about a week a week or so. It's not, it's a not up to me. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not making that call. Not you. I'm, I'm not you. The... I'm, I'm plugged in, but I'm not that plugged in. <laughs> I'd be making quite a bit more money uh, if I no, had no. the ability to make, to make that. Um, great, great point here from Justin, though, right? The Lakers shot 50-ish you know, percent from three, but they only shot 40% from the field, mm-hmm. right? How many layups did D'Angelo Russell blow in this one? And, and how many, you know, Austin had that step back, kind of back foot, fadeaway free throw line jumper that he always cans and he missed that one so like yeah you got some outlier shooting from deep but you had some outlier for shooting um other other places um from on the court um george makes in a a really good point here what a great game by delo impacted the game even if not making shots and i think um, this is a point that i think we need to spend a little bit of time on and this is something that all right so um, lately we've, we've had a lot of conversation about like, is the scoring and, and the way that, uh, D'Lo is playing the last couple of weeks going to impact the Lakers interest in trading him. And there were the reports that that was actually the case. I didn't believe those reports, even though I was one of the people making them, I didn't believe it. I, I was a little skeptical of it, right? You still have to relay the information, sure. but you have to relay it somewhat skeptically. Um, what the Lakers have been looking for from D'Lo is, you know, stuff like this where you don't have it going. This is a big game, nationally televised in Boston. The team that the Lakers, like the, the thing that I love about, you know, Jeannie and the Bus family owning the Lakers is that they feel this shit, you know? Like the new owners of, of the Boston Celtics, like they can say that they do, but it's different ownership. They weren't there for all of those moments, but these, this Lakers ownership, this Lakers org- organization really feels the weight, I think, of this, mm. of this rivalry and of this, of this, you know, Boston franchise that tormented them for so long. Right. And, and I think with, uh, with this one though, like the Lakers have been looking for data that would, uh, point to D'Lo maturing as a basketball player, where if you don't have it as a, as a, you know, scorer, you could impact the game other ways. And this was like, this is probably going to go down as one of my favorite D'Angelo Russell games ever. You know, it's the kind of game, like he's missing layups. He could totally have talked himself out of this one yeah. and, and just kind of chucked or turned the ball over a bunch and been the reason that the Lakers wind up losing, but no, the like not just the assist rush he grabbed eight boards and yeah. he had uh you know he had two steals like he was still active yeah 100 and i feel like we do this a lot where we just kind of throw away players comments i i listen to d-lo's podcast and a lot of the quotes that come out from it are very much just you know stuff that's clickbaity but you listen to him talk about basketball and like his i guess viewpoint of it and i'm saying he's 100 right but his view is like, you put the ball in my hands, I'm going to make good things happen, right? You make me the ball handler, you make me the playmaker, you don't throw me in the corner and make me sit there for three, four straight plays where I'm just practicing 
my fake ghost jump shot, you know, which I never, you know, get actually the ball doesn't really come to me um, on those plays. But if you listen to him talk, say, I'm going to get the ball in the right places. And I think tonight you saw some of that as well, where his shooting doesn't have to be great to, to impact the game. And I love what he's added. Anthony is the foul baiting stuff. And that, that has a negative connotation all the time, but sometimes like you have to embellish contact to get the call. And the Lakers, yeah. that's one thing I think the Lakers really, miss with Dennis Schroeder was that was a great way to kind of increase your margins, right? The Lakers weren't a great three point shooting team, but they, what they did was not foul and they got to the line a ton, which obviously broke NBA Twitter three or four times, but like the, that's what, that's what they getting, did. As getting a six in the bonus in this one, I thought was a huge factor in that fourth uh, quarter. They were in the bonus and, with six minutes to go in the fourth. Right. And using me nervous to, about betting the under <laughs> okay. a lot of free throws. Okay. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I don't, I don't bet on bet on games, but um, but yeah, like so using 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 Boston's physicality against him, right? Like a Drew Holiday leaning on you, and D'Lo smart enough to be able to um kind of use that against him and get to the line. And another thing he's doing a lot more, Anthony. I'm not sure what like was the reasoning behind it, but he's attacking the basket so much more. Even if the you know if the layups aren't going, that's fine. But he's getting to the rim. And a lot of those plays in the fourth quarter were, were, let me get a screen. I'm going to get by my guy, whoever they switch with. I'm going to get by Al Horford. I'm going to get by Porzingis. And we're going to play out of a driving kick instead of me taking a mid-range two or me taking a step back three. I'm getting to the basket. Um, I'm getting to the line or I'm kicking out. So his, like, his just overall floor game has been so good. He didn't shoot well tonight. Um, had some awesome threes against Golden State a few games ago. But uh, I just love like the pace that he's at. You use the word pace a lot tonight. I think Delo's a big part of that. They, he's kind yeah. of been converted back to the team's "quote unquote" point guard, especially without LeBron. And he was, I thought, facilitating just masterfully tonight, uh, putting the ball in the right place, finding Jackson Hayes on cuts, uh, getting pocket passes to Christian Wood, the skip passes to Rui Hachimura. Like everything was just in the flow. And I think that's what he means by like, if I have the basketball in my hands, I'm I'm going to get it in the right place. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Yeah, I I think uh, there's, you know, this is one of those games that if this season does turn around, right? Mm -hmm. And we've looked, we've we've looked for this kind of a game. Oh, I've been searching (laughs) throughout the season. We've been looking for it, and just like like, please find it. And what I'll say is, I don't think it's a coincidence that. Um, like I reported, uh, I, I hinted at it when I talked to Aaron earlier today in the lounge. And mm-hmm. then after we got the news that LeBron and AD were going to sit, I also like, I did report that, um, 
things were heading in a direction where um, they were going to start last year's starters, right? Mm -hmm. And I do think that that information trickles out, right? If I get it, you know that those players get it. And I do kind of wonder if after that Golden State game, and then in this spot, when you find out that that was going to be the starting group before you find out that, the, that, that AD and LeBron are out, you know, maybe that core is kind of like starting to feel like, all right, we're doing our job. We just got to keep it up. We're doing our job. We're showing this, we're showing this MFR that like we, we are the guys that he should be leaning on. And that's not to say that you, you stop playing Torian Prince completely. I think he has some value um, in smaller windows. And that's yeah. not to say that you, you don't rely at all on any guys that weren't, weren't a part of that run. But I do think, you know, that like after that, that double overtime win where those guys played both of those overtimes and you win that game that way, and then you go away from it. And I think you immediately see the letdown from it. And then you see the letdown again um, against Atlanta when, when again, that remains the case. And then today you find out coming into the game that maybe just maybe that would have been the starting lineup. And, and, and there is that belief starting to grow um, begrudgingly as it might be that these guys are going to be the guys that kind of turn the season around. Also, also importantly, the other bit of reporting that would, that I, I did over the course of the day is that I think it's going to be a quiet deadline. And I do think that those two things that like, mm. all right, they are going to be leaning on us more, um, you know, more consistently um, by the guys in house, by the people in house. And also it, we maybe just, maybe might be able to stick together after this deadline. And then we really can kind of turn on the jets in spite of the jackass who has held us back to this point. Like I do kind of think that these things matter. It's intrinsic. It's intangible. There's no way to know any of this stuff, but like when, right. when I piece together the things that I kind of hear and see, over the course of a day, and then you see this kind of effort, and you see this kind of effort immediately afterward, that to me, like, it can't be worth nothing, you know? It can't be worth nothing, and and I think that this was a great example um, that these guys are trying to continue to send to this organization. Yeah, like, this is why you should be believing in us. This is why, like, like this is the stuff that we have been able to do all season for you. You made this season way more difficult than it needed to be. And apparently like Harrison just told me that Delo has had some great quotes. So like, while you talk next, I'm going to go and, and find some of them. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think that like the reporting leading up to this game, I don't think we can ignore. I, I, I think that like, if, if I know those things, these guys definitely do. And, and I think the way that they played tonight, that freewheeling, you know, fuck it kind of a game. I think that yeah. has a lot to do with the information that flowed into it. Yeah. And just from outside the kitchen, as someone who's, you know, kind of watching the, uh, watching the food come out. Um, I, I, I don't really speculate on these things, but it does feel like just D'Lo and Austin have this chemistry and this palpable energy between each other that they like playing with each other. Anthony, I think they do like that. And I, I could tell that it doesn't take, you know, a, uh, body reader if that's a real thing that people do but like it doesn't take a body reader to see that D'Lo was upset being on the bench or yeah. you know, he was just not okay with coming off the bench and having spot minutes here and there on the second unit there were times and D'Lo was playing like 17 18 minutes like there were like there were lineups where he there were games where he would go through and just not play and it's very clear that those two guys not only want to play together they want to start together like those two guys yeah. have real energy together and here 
and they really play off each other well. They have chemistry that's built up from last season. And then you top that chemistry off with Rui Hachimura. You know, how many times did Rui smile tonight? Like, when's the last time Rui was smiling? Rui was, like, smiling and smiling ear to ear um, with his minutes and obviously playing well. Jackson Hayes was getting and ones. He wasn't here last year. But Jared Vanderbilt, obviously, his energy has been infectious. And as his minutes has go- have gone up, I don't think it's a coincidence that the team has started to play better and have more energy, like, and just uh, be overall more connected. I, I don't think those are a coincidence either. But yeah, it looks like the team's kind of trying, kind, will kind of revert back, hopefully, to those, you know, playoff style lineups. And I thought Torian actually played a solid game for a, a player that, like, didn't have to do too much, got was able to attack closeouts, was able to play next to other big physical guys, right? That's our, like, I think Torian has been the biggest um, kind of scapegoat for this season and just not for his fault, obviously, due to the rotations and the lineups and stuff like that. But, Anthony, you play him next to Rui. You play him next to Vando. Yeah. He's he's no longer a, like, a wing that has to, like, masquerade as a four he sometimes. He was your point, like, of defa- point of attack of defender. Like, he was the guy yeah. who was guarding, like, freaking Trey Young the other night. And he was guarding yeah. Steph Curry against the Golden State Warriors. Like, yeah. I don't have any problem with Torian Prince. I have a problem with the way that Dar- Darvin Ham's dumbass keeps using him. Like that, yeah. kind of, like Dar- no, in no universe should Torian Prince be playing thirty minutes a night, guarding yeah. the other team's best player night after night after night after night. Like right. if he is, if if they scale back his role by like twenty percent, mm-hmm. right, maybe twenty five percent, where his like you know in terms of expectation on defense. And the number of minutes that he plays, if he scaled that back, I think he would be legitimately one of the the like one of those plus minus darlings, you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like you always, you always make this point, right? With uh, with like Caruso back in the day, where like you would always be like, well, let me find out that he isn't as good at thirty minutes, right? Right. Let right. me find it. We found out, Raj. Yes. Yes. No. <laughs> we we, we got that answer story. early. <laughs> we got that answer a long time ago which which the sad part is like because i say this about torn he's actually just a like he's an average wing nba player which is very very useful like you can put him on a lot of different places you can put him in different lineups and situations we just somehow found the worst one for him which is just that's the most unfortunate (laughs) part we put him in the one that does not help him at all but you put him where he can be the spacer you saw him tonight just attacking transition right you saw him also attack some closeouts against big man um where he doesn't also have to be the rebounder because that's just not what he does and he doesn't have to fill that physical void either right if you have austin and delo out with torian prince he kind of has to fill that physical void because of you know lebron sometimes comes in and out of that and then you have all that on anthony davis's play but you put him next to Rui, put him next to vando i thought he looked very good and i think torian's a two like i just i i think he's just Mm -hmm. a two in today's league and i think we've kind of played him out of position but anyway that's that's a lot on torian i just uh, hopefully that you know they go back to these bigger size lineups i don't think it's a coincidence that with ad and lebron out Anthony Darwin was kind of forced to go big. Like he, he was forced to, he had to, yeah. he had to play Christian Wood. He had to play Jackson A's. He had to play Rui Hachimura. That's three out of like your five or six bigger players that you were kind of forced into feeding minutes to. And obviously Cam Reddish is out, which, which gives him just more wing minutes to play. I don't think it's coincidence that they play better like that. And also Christian Wood got, got his minutes as well, which Even I Max, thought he played man. well. Max plays bigger oh, than Max. We have to talk about you know, Max. Like, Mm-hmm. Max in 23 minutes tonight, three of seven from the floor, one of three from three point range, two of two uh, from the free throw line, nine points, four boards, couple assists, um, a steal um, was a plus 10 in 23 minutes tonight. 
And <clears throat> the thing that I'll keep saying about him, and I have said about him all along, is that it almost doesn't matter what the situation is. He looks like he belongs out there, you know, yep. and, and this is nuts for a second round rookie last year and a second year, second rounder this year that no matter what spot he is asked to go out there and do, no matter what he like, who he's asked to guard, no matter like what the stakes in that game might be, he looks like he belongs out there. And, and uh, you know, you mentioned Cam wasn't available. LeBron wasn't available in this one either. So that's a lot of wing minutes that opened up. And that let his minutes total go from like that five mm -hmm. to 10 range that he's been in to 23 minutes tonight. And all 23 of those minutes, I thought looked perfectly fine. Yeah. I, so I, I've been tracking this and I said this on playback. Max Christie has worn the reverse Kobe's for, I think, 15 or strict 16 straight games. <laughs> it's the only, it's the only shoe that he he'll rock. He has which one I, pair of shoes. Yeah. Gonna, which all right. Is, I'm going to do actual reporting on this. Please I'm going to ask. Please do. I'm going to ask, like, I'm going to ask around. I'm going to see if I can, if I can get uh, close to Max and see if I can find okay. out if this is the only pair of shoes that he wears, because I think there's a chance that he might. Also, by the way, it's crazy to me that pros play in brand new shoes every night. That's effing bananas to me. Like, <laughs> I always got blisters with brand new shoes. That oh, is yeah. so crazy to me, you know? And these guys, like, I don't care how many pairs of socks you wear. There's still friction. It's still a brand new shoe. It's not flexible. Like, you know what we might be watching, Raj? We might be mm -hmm. watching Max Christie, like, like helping teach people how basketball shoes should be used. You need right. to break them in. You need to, like, get used to them, get comfortable in them again. And, and right. <laughs> he's, he's, he's helping us poor people out there show that, like, no, it's, it's actually an advantage to break in your... <laughs> Your two hundred dollars shoes, right, 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 and also reverse Grinch is not a bad shoe to like choose as your, you yeah. know, as your only shoe. I, I, not I'm my not favorite. Mad. I think it's a, it's an overrated Kobe, but oh, I, I, okay, I like it. But uh, but on Max, I don't like. He's already... I don't like mono color shoes. I'm not a fan. Mm. Oh really? Okay, I th I think they look good, especially you know I've seen them in yeah, person a few times. They yeah. Look nice. Mm. Um, but Max is already an above average rebounder for his position. And I think, again, that's just when you like are plugging skill sets in, the Lakers kind of had their off the bounce shooting filled in with Austin Delo. I think Max just fills that rebounding like skill set that's sorely missing. You watch Max soar for boards. Uh, what I love is he goes two handed for any rebound, doesn't matter where it is. He's going to go with two hands to try to grab it. He also just raises Anthony. I've said this before with him. He raises your athletic floor, right? Like the athletic floor of the team just raises when he's out there. So he has these like standing dunks. He'll run in transition. And he's all of a sudden now, like he had a play tonight where um, I think Tatum was back or whoever it was. And he just yearled around, put his chest into him and finished at the lane and then flexed. And it put us and Boston was on a mini real little run here. I think they cut it to six. I think D'Lo scored, and then Max came in transition and put it back up to 10 with a little flex off. I was just like, this guy's getting comfortable. His, he's getting comfortable with his jump shot. He had like a pull-up two early. The threes still aren't going down at like a, an amazing rate, which I think is, again, it's a really great show that he's able to um, contribute in other areas. And I think he just needs to play. You, you just said it, that he looks like he belongs. Um, I agree. And he does all these kind of little stuff that you don't see. Like he just cuts at the appropriate time. 
And he's such a fun, like he's our most technically sound defender. Bando's our most chaotic defender. I think AD's obviously our best defender. I think Max is just our most fundamentally sound defender. He's always in a stance. His, you know, his defense is how a coach yeah. would kind of teach it. He gets physically overpowered at times, but which of our guards don't, I guess. But but uh, other than that, like he moves his feet really well. Again, a really great rebounder. I just think he needs to play. And uh, I think Cam being out, sadly, I think has really opened up minutes for him where he's played in every game, I believe, in January. Um, he's on a really consistent basis of getting minutes. And maybe that's why he, you said maybe that's why he's wearing the shoes. I guess so. Maybe that, I mean, that, maybe that's why Darwin's Keep wearing him, a but, max. Yeah. Keep wearing, like you're yeah. breaking him in and, and the coach like sees you down there. Like what if it, what if it is something as simple as like Darwin oh, sees that like bright, like kind of fuchsia that those, those, those shoes are <laughs> like, Oh, Max, man, this is right, man. Max, get on over here. You know, like <laughs> before he was calling Gabe, he's like, Gabe, get in. He's like, I'm not, I'm not available. Yeah. I'm not, yeah. I'm not, I'm not available to play. Yeah. GV, yo, GV. Oh, shit. Oh, those are nice shoes. Who's wearing those? Yeah. All right. Get on over here. <laughs> I would also say, though, about Max, um, he's thicker this year than last year oh, yeah. you know he had kind of talked about um at media day about like him adding muscle and all that everybody does um mm -hmm. but i think even over the course of the season i think he's bulked up even more it actually struck me um it was a random moment in the game you know how sometimes like coming out of a break they'll start and a possession camera. in a different angle different camera angle and on yeah. this one the camera angle was on the baseline and okay. I think Max had inbounded the ball to like D'Lo or Austin or something like that and was running side by side with those guys. And I was like, man, who is, are they playing a different guy? And it was like, oh shit, no, that's Max. That's 10. Like that's, <laughs> wow. Way to go, Max. You know, it, like I, I, and I really think, cause that is, I think the defensive spot that the Lakers have been lacking all year, right? Is that two spot um, yeah. for like kind of more physical twos. Although I think Torian could probably guard those guys. He's just been asked to guard like the Kevin Durant's of the world. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I do think though that like Max, like <laughs> it's like such a ridiculous thing to say up front. Uh, uh, like, <laughs> Torian could guard those guys, but he's busy with Kevin Durant. <laughs> Sorry, can't guard that guy tonight. I'm dealing with Steph Curry and ISO. Um, <laughs> I have Luka Dodgers tonight. I'm sorry. Can't, yeah, right. can't swing over. <laughs> oh, fuck. I got Giannis. All right. Here we go. Uh... <laughs> but what I was going to say, though, is that, like, I, I, I do think, um, like, I have felt this way um, because I'm biased and I'm, I am very susceptible to confirmation bias. But I have not wanted Max traded. Um, all year uh, because I really believe in the kid. I think that he is going to be like, you know, I, I think like when it's all said, he might be better than KCP. Like when he reaches his peak, Ooh. I think that peak might be higher than, than, than KCP's. Um, and I love KCP, like, you know, especially now in Denver, like I think this is the best KCP is going to be. But um, yeah, I think Max, like with this added uh, physicality to him, I think is, is really exciting. Um, I guess I gotta I, I gotta touch on this before we get out of here. And Roger, your camera is like fuzzy. I'm not sure what's yeah, going on there. I don't, I don't know. Um, just laughing at Torian. TKB24 Rock 
Mutt is asking, um, have they talked to the Braun rumor? Uh, Roz, did you see this rumor? Yes, the uh, Lakers are planning to trade 39-year-old. Where is it? I forget the guy's name. But apparently he has gotten some stuff right in the past. It's like Paul something. Not, I can't find his name. But anyway, this guy that had gotten some gotten some things right in the past um, before they happened is apparently now saying that the, that he's hearing from some NBA folks that LeBron James could potentially be traded, um, you know, by the Lakers. And uh, I did some checking in on it and I am told definitively by several sources here that there is 0% chance that LeBron James gets traded. Uh, I don't know why we need to say this. Um, I think it's cool sometimes when, I mean, shit, like I would not have gotten my start in this if, if we just ignored everybody who has new information. Right. Um, but in this case, I, I think that guy's going to wind up missing. Yeah. And I don't think that the Lakers are going to be looking to trade LeBron. Yeah. I, I don't think so either. I think it's honestly franchise suicide to trade LeBron James. Like if you trade LeBron, especially, Obviously, you would only do it if it's his request. And even then, like I've seen people like actually make take the time. Again, I never open up the trade machine, but I see people actually take the time to like put LeBron James name in there and see what they can get. That is not a normal trade at all. That is not value for value. That is not trading like Mikel Bridges or Lori Markinen or, you know, whoever else is on it. Even Donovan Mitchell, right, where you can, you're trying to assess value for production that you throw all that out the window for a LeBron James trade. That is one for one. He's, he will pick his destination. You are getting scraps back. Like I just, it's not happening either. I mean, and it, the, imagine the just, only way, the only mm-hmm. way that this happens yes. is if LeBron goes to the Lakers and says, I want out for okay. whatever reason, like that is, that is it. The Lakers would not trade LeBron without his say so and where he would go without doing a whole bunch of work behind the scenes. Like that is not something that would be done. We know how the Lakers operate here, man. Like they didn't trade Kobe, you know, Kobe demanded a trade. Mm -hmm. Jerry bus sat him down and said, we can't, we have seen, we've talked to teams. We have done, we've done our due diligence. Uh, We've, we've talked to these teams about what those teams would be willing to give up. And the closest that the Lakers ever came was trading Kobe to Chicago. Um, but Kobe actually nixed that trade because he wanted to play with Luol Deng, um, <laughs> <Right>. and, <laughs> which is a funny name given how that goes later yep. in Luol's career. Um, but, but like that is the closest that, that I ever got. And even that is, is kind of, you oh. know, there's some funny information on that. I'm telling you guys right now from everything that I know, and I have I have been iffy on 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 very little that I've reported. The only thing, Raj, you can you can attest to this. Mm. The only thing that I felt a little iffy about was the second time that I reported about the, the lineups. And I said, right. I feel worse about this one than I do about the, the first one that I reported. This time, I'm telling you guys right now, definitively, 0.0000000 at infinity percent chance that lebron james gets traded gets traded by the los angeles lakers my, my last thing on this because this is a great night and i don't want this it week. to 
at, at, at a great week. Yes, uh, not talking about this, but ima- imagine these words coming out because you speak about this a lot, Anthony. That like a lot of decisions that general managers and even well, mostly general managers because owners can't be fired. They a lot of them do a lot of stuff that would save their job, like trading LeBron James to go win title. Exactly, admitting failure. Not only that, trading LeBron James to go win win rings elsewhere is an epic admission of failure, right? And yeah. like just saying that out loud, that's why it would never happen. Because wherever LeBron goes, it's goes he's going to win, right? Or maybe mm-hmm. play with Bronny, I guess. That's that's another, um, I guess, uh, motivation for him. But like you're trading LeBron James to go win rings, and that's what it would be trading him elsewhere to win rings. And I just think that would that would um, never happen. So LeBron's staying um, here. A <clears throat> little bit of housekeeping here. Uh, Justin Tindall is asking, isn't Max a free agent because Polinka gave out two-year rookie deals before this year for second <coughs> – excuse me, for second rounders? Yes, he's a restricted free agent. Um, and I don't think he has shown – like, remember last year with, with Reeves, the reason mm-hmm. that teams were, like, lining up to potentially make him an offer, that, by the way, never came, you know, uh, worth, mm-hmm. worth, worth pointing out is that Austin like played the way he did in the playoffs. And I don't think Max is lined up to play that way in the playoffs. He might play well. And I think he'll do, he'll do some things that, you know, maybe the Lakers pay him slightly or, you know, they'll definitely be paying him more next year than they would have been. Had they just, you know, (laughs) you know, gave him the understood the CBA better um, when, when they, when they would sign him to that contract. Um, so he will be playing on a raise next year, but I don't think there's any concern that they will lose him to free agency. Uh, yeah, he's he was drafted by Palinka. He's played well, and he's developed by this Lakers organization. I think they really love him, the player, you know, and the guys. So I, I don't think he's going anywhere. Yeah, me either. Um, but look, I would take it if Max somehow in the playoffs has. I mean, he's not going to get the ball handling responsibility that Austin did. At least it doesn't look like it. Um, but if he like locks up and has just a great shooting playoffs, there's a world where someone throws a three year, thirty million deal at him. Like there's there's a world where that you know that happens. So I mean, Lakers yeah. would probably match that, but um, yeah. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. He's I think he's talented enough to have a stretch of like the shooting looks real enough, Anthony. I don't know what you think, but it, like it looks in form. He's a nice like clean repet- shot. It looks repetitive, yeah. And I remember his first summer league where it looked. Like it was in uh slow, like it was, it had parts to it where his jumper was like part one, part two, part three. Yeah. But now mm-hmm. it looks in the flow. The corner threes look, look nice and steady and he's not missing like crazy left or crazy right. It looks on point every time he shoots. So I think there's a world where Max has a great, you know, playoffs and the late and he gets a nice contract, but we're far away, away from that. I'm just glad he's in the rotation and, and playing well for sure. You know, George is pointing out he'll be in an arena's exception. I don't think it matters. I don't think he's getting a poison pill contract mm-hmm. deal. And, and I, I don't I don't think the Lakers are all that concerned about it either. He hasn't done enough to this point. I think I mean, it's a criticism that I've had that he hasn't done. enough. Right. Right. I, I want him to get more opportunity. And had he gotten more opportunity, maybe we'd be having a different conversation here. But I don't think he's had that kind of an opportunity. Um, and and, and kind of here we are. But um, all right. That is, I think, going to do it here for this episode of the Lakers lounge again, because I like saying it a whole bunch. The Lakers beat the Boston Celtics 114 to 105. Again, the Lakers beat the Boston Celtics in Boston, 114 to 105. Fuck it. I'm going to say it again. The Lakers, the Los (laughs) Angeles Lakers without Anthony Davis, without LeBron James, 
without Jared Vanderbilt in the second half, with Darvin Ham as the head coach, beat the Boston Celtics 114 to 105 in Boston. They hand the Celtics only their second loss at home of the season. And boy, was that fun to break down and just have a nice, fun, uplifting show. This has been yes. quite enjoyable. Um, if you guys have enjoyed this, please do subscribe. If you're watching live on, on YouTube, if you're listening right now, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, specifically Odyssey, my current employer. Um, and and yeah, I will be back tomorrow for the happy hour and a special edition of the happy hour um, where I'll be talking to Jason Timp. So until then, and until the next time you guys hear from me, I'm Anthony Irwin. That was Raj Chapalu. This has been the Lakers Lounge. Get that Celtics ass. Woo! <laughs> Let's get it. Woo! <laughs> Love beating those fuckers.